Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go gently, y'all. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Dale Luganville with Full Scale Outdoors. Welcome to the podcast. So it's uh, January in Minnesota. We got some snow coming down. I just got back from sunny California. Wait, it pretty much rained the whole time I was there, but uh, that's all right. It did stop raining enough to uh, get out, hiked a little bit, looked for some mushrooms, didn't find anything, did catch some fish. Uh, So that was pretty cool. But the point was to go meet this guy I met online, um, Orlando with Campfire Evolution. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in here about that. Um, We'll get into it and how, how we met and what Campfire Evolution is about. Uh, we'll take care of a little bit of business here on my end. Uh, just finished the Minnesota Made Outdoors Panfish League event number two. I was out of town up leading up to the event, so I couldn't pre-fish. My partner, Joel, uh, he suffered a hernia, so he couldn't pre-fish. And yeah, so I had to find a sub. Austin came through, helped me out. And I had a cold I was battling, and it was very cold to start. It was below zero. Uh, tough bite conditions. Excuses, excuses, excuses. But we still made the top 10. We came in 10th place. Um, just couldn't. We needed three more fish. And the, the league structure here, for those that don't know, is uh, you get to keep seven gills. Seven crappies. If you get your full limit of both, you get a bonus fish. So those three sunnies that we couldn't find cost us four fish instead. So it would have been really nice to get those, obviously. Uh, but that's that shoulda, coulda, woulda stuff that I talked about uh, in my blog last week. If you're interested, you can check that out. Uh, it's on my website, uh, www.fullscaleoutdoors.com. Um, yeah, so... Without too much more, we got two more events to go with Minnesota Made. Next up, uh, North Arm of Minnetonka, which I have no experience on, so uh, pre-fishing is going to be key on that for sure. Uh, hopefully we can get that done. I'd, as long as we can keep finishing in the top 10, I'll be pretty happy. Um, but also getting team in the year would be even better. So, um, With all that said, let's get into this. Uh, a quick word of warning on this one. Um, this isn't a adults-oriented podcast all around, so 
Uh, I use language from time to time. We talk about some uh, sketchy stuff from time to time because this podcast is supposed to be uh, an extension of, you know, the, the conversations you have with your buddies in the duck blind or in the boat, at fish camp, at elk camp, at whatever. And so who knows where the conversation goes. Uh, we get off topic quite a bit multiple times, and we kind of dive into some social issues um, that you'll be very familiar with if you spend any time on social media. Um, it stays cool. Nobody gets out of control, but it's it's a really good podcast because there's three different perspectives all looking at the same issue, and I think we find common ground on, on most of it. So it, I think it's a really good uh, example on how to deal with some of these more controversial um, subjects and how we can all really, without sounding too hippity dippity here, sound uh, you know we can get we can get along. We can all get along, and uh, that's kind of what Campfire Evolution is about. But I don't want to steal Orlando's thunder, so let's dive into it. The Full Scale Outdoors Podcast, Episode Three, with Campfire Evolution. Dog confetti. Dog confetti. Whatever you want to call it. Cannon fibers. <laughs> Sounds like a DNA Trust thing. me. I know. I'll be on my way to work, and I'll just be, like, on the phone talking, and I'll be <coughs> cannon hair in your mouth. My dog, my dog, Mally, follows me everywhere I go. We got Mally hair everywhere, and every, it's just in everything. It's in everything. It's just in everything. It's, mm-hmm. You can't. You can't. I mean, look at my look at what I'm wearing right now. I have cannon hair all over me. Even if I threw it in the washer and the dryer. We six went to times. Wyoming, right, and packed all of our shit. And then, like halfway through the week, we're still finding cannon hair in our like camping clothes. Yeah. Hunting clothes, all of it. My wife's hair does that too, though. <laughs> I can be gone on my trip, or back when I was iron working, I'd be on the road mm-hmm. working. I could be gone for days. Doesn't even matter. And then all of a sudden, the same sweatshirt I've been wearing, work sweatshirt. Something will be like bugging me. Mm-hmm. I'm like big ass long yeah. blonde hair. I'm like, I see you, baby. I see you. I'm still, thanks for thinking of me. Little souvenir for you. <laughs> Days later, it just comes out. It's just like mm, I'm watching you. Oh, the awkward thing is when you had a whole day of work and you're in the shower and you're washing your body and you grab between your balls and you pull out this long string of hair to your balls. Well, I found where we're gonna start the podcast. <laughs> That shit oh, is man. like, what the hell? Where did that come from? I don't know, because my head was nowhere near that shit. That is no, hilarious. It's no, it's not. All right, so introduce yourself, sir. Um, I go by the name of Orlando Childs. Some know me as Chili Dog. Some know me as Chili Lando. But most know me as Buck the Black Hunter. I know him as a guy that can't catch a fish in his own backyard. The guy that can't <laughs> catch a fish in his own backyard. I had to steal a fish from somebody. Man, you think, think I wasn't going to bust your balls on that? No, I knew it was going to happen. Uh, it is what it is. I couldn't catch a fish. I couldn't catch a fish two years ago when I started fishing. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like so frustrated. I'm just happy we got out because we had all sorts of plans for – what weeks and it seems like everything we tried just crashed and burned and i looked at the forecast supposed to rain the entire time i was out here um so for those that don't know where here is um we're in beautiful pittsburgh california the bay area um some would picture this as oakland california he flew into oakland california but we're basically in the bay um and it honestly it was beautiful up until you flew in well you know <laughs> And then the weather said, here you go. 
At Are least I didn't bring Minnesota weather with me because it's like no, thank you. no degrees back home right Honestly, now. Honestly, if you bring some of that Minnesota weather, you might get rid of some of these California. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, the homeless problem, <laughs> well, they're just going to have to rough it a little bit for a couple yeah, of days. Yeah. But Minnesota has plenty of homeless Only people. Only the it's, stronger survive I mean, though out here. <laughs> like when I lived in Arizona, we visit Tucson, and there was homeless people everywhere down there. And I was like, bro, this, you ain't homeless. You're camping. Mm -hmm. This is camping. <laughs> camping. This it got down to 64 degrees tonight. I feel real bad for you. That's <laughs> 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 cold to say, but it's like it was like way more homeless people in Tucson than there is in St. Paul. And there's a good reason because you can be like you're camping, mm -hmm. you're street camping. Yeah, you're street camping. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, you're homeless. Camping, you're homeless in Minnesota. We in drove. January, you are homeless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait till we go into town tonight. When we ride Bart, you'll see all the encampments. Oh, no, babe. I took him <laughs> through the, the wrong in. part of town. I took him through uh, Richmond where, oh, remember good. where we stayed, that hotel? Yeah. I took a wrong Dinky exit ass. and took mm -hmm. him through Richmond, and he saw, like, the shithole. It was so yeah, it's bad. like the industrial park it of Minneapolis. So it's not that different. Yeah, no. we did see a half, like, buried mannequin. It was a little bit creepy. Yeah, but That was, that was culture creepy. shock for me. You know? Mm -mm. I'm good. Where is. we stayed, it was no, it was traumatic. I didn't know. What I, what I what, it was nothing but truckers, pimps, and whores. <laughs> all <laughs> night, all you heard was. Click, click, what click, are we wasting our time here for? We should be there. <laughs> Trust me, man. That sounds like uh, a good time. All the crabs that were eating our bait <laughs> at that spot. There was a bunch more over there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, over there you won't catch man, no only fish. They're, only they're bigger <laughs> over there. Bigger and meaner, and they might try to oh, chase you down with their pimp, and that's for money. That's gonna, hilarious. Oh, it's mm -hmm. gross. Only thing they got down there at night are burritos and tacos. That's the only good thing they got. Oh, that's, those are two pretty solid things. That mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very pro burritos, very pro Pimps, taco. Pimps, tacos, and burritos. Truckers. Truckers. Good, oh, and truckers. Yeah. Don't forget truckers. Don't forget America truckers. counts on them. Look at that little shout out to all the truckers out there. All the truckers out there getting those, <laughs> getting those prostitutes, paying those pimps, <laughs> hitting up all Do the taco thing. trucks. Yeah, hell yeah. Head to Levix when you're done. Head to Levix in Hayward, California. Best sauce in your life. So anyway. Orlando, Buck, you're, Buck the Black Hunter is. We're like online boyfriends. Online boyfriends. Yeah. Buck the Black Hunter and Dale the White Hunter. Dale the White Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny the other day in our live video. I'm like, uh, and I'm white. That was pretty funny. Was Anyways, yeah. didn't really mean to say that, but it came out and it was funny. So, you know, let's go with it. That's all right. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyways, uh, you had friended me on Facebook. Yeah. I assume you were just doing a social media blast. Yeah, I was blasting through, to be honest. Because I, I did the same thing when I started up Full Scale Outdoors. I did the same thing. Like, as, as Facebook um, suggested friends, if you were holding a fish or you were doing a grip and grin with a deer or you had a duck mm -hmm. or goose or anything outdoors related, request sent, request sent, request mm -hmm. sent. And it was interesting because I, I hit, like, this magic number. I don't know what that number was, but, like, I was requesting, like, I don't even know, 25, 50 people a day. And then, then all of a sudden, I was getting requests. So it's like there was this really weird tipping point on the, the way Facebook algorithm works where it's like now suddenly I didn't have to do the requesting. The requests were starting to come to me because I had, I suppose just your network just expands, right? So then people, now I right. come up on their thing as people you may know. Right. Or we share 13 mutual friends, none of which I actually know because you just had a fish in your picture, so I <laughs> sent you a friend request. Right. Um but, I mean, we all know how important that social media is to any business, especially a 
Well, in these and times, social media is life. To out there me. Oh, we haven't introduced you yet. <laughs> oh, I'm just a random voice here. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. This I don't have a cool name. Yes, you do. Um, Cassie's from Sweet Treats. Oh, look, yeah. Look, take us out. Totally I'm, hunting, not related. she's not going to introduce herself, I'm, well, yeah, you are. Okay, on I'm Instagram, Cassie's Sweet Treats, just because I like to bake everything. And but, then, but no hunting relations. Yeah, just well, to you. To you? You're my vice president to Campfire okay. Evolution. Vice first president of, all, of Campfire Evolution. Vice president to Campfire hey, Evolution. That's not a little she, thing. She mm. is my hunting buddy, though. That's true. I got to be honest. There's nobody I'd rather hunt with but her. Like, she is awesome. Like, if there's nobody else that will hunt with me, she would come with me. Well, what about down. Randy Newberg? <laughs> if you had to choose right now, Randy walks in the Randy. door. Oh, Randy. Snap. I'm sorry. That's I like. I will Randy gladly Newberg. hand over the, the torch. Sorry. Randy Newberg is like if there's a if there's a little girl who loves the Backstreet Boys, that is me to Randy Newberg. Like oh. I, if you're listening, Randy, I love you so much, dude. I swear to God, I and love you so much. You would Randy, be his dream hunting partner. So happy I'm literally watching your 2018 Somehow you stumbled into Alaska episode three of the Full Scale Outdoors podcast, yeah. and all twelve no, people Randy's listening, and Randy's one of them. That would be amazing. That would be yeah. Randy Newberg, please check me out. No, but so this is cool. Yeah. So I saw you sent me your request, and I almost, almost didn't, I almost didn't accept it because I was like, not today, ISIS. Because <laughs> 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 the way your page is set up, is yeah. you, you got dreads, you know, you have a lot more melanin in your skin than I have, <laughs> and then there was Good this uh, very, I should say, not very light-skinned, but a much lighter-skinned female as your, like, background. The, yeah. the two things didn't, like, mesh right away. Like, you got a bow, and then she looked all clean and proper and pretty and cute. And just my initial instinct was like, what oh, this can't be a real account. But I generally click on every account just to just to see, you know. So I clicked on your account, and then also I start seeing all your posts and your, your hunting pictures. And I'm like, oh, shit, this guy's legit. I'm like, I start reading. I'm like, all right. I, you know, accepted it, and then you posted something, and I, honestly, I don't even remember what it was. It was something about your company, Campfire Evolution, and, like, a little snippet of what you are trying to do with it, and I was like, hell yeah. Like, I really like where he's going with mm-hmm. this, and we'll get into that a little bit. I'll let, yeah. you, I'll let you describe that, but kind of just how I got here, how I got to travel to, my, to California for the first time in my life, like, this is why, because we connected. So I just sent you, you know, and I send a bunch of people messages trying to get lineup guests for the podcast. And so I just sent you a message and it wasn't, it wasn't long. And like you, you responded almost to me. You must've been online. Cause it was yeah. like almost immediately. And I was like, Hey man, I saw your site. I really like what I, I'm mm-hmm. picking up what you're laying down. It's like, I dig the vibe you got going on. Would you be interested in doing a podcast sometime? Messenger goes off. And you just sent the gif of Beavis and Butthead rocking, <laughs> headbanging, <laughs> and then a follow-up message of, does that answer your question? I'm pretty sure my response was, best response ever. Yeah. And then from there, we just, like, one-lined each other for a solid half hour, and it just it just clicked. So, And since then, I've, I've learned a little bit more about what you got going on, and the more I learn about it, the more I like it. So let everybody know what Campfire Evolution is about. Man, this is Campfire Evolution. Meeting you is Campfire Evolution. Um, it all really started with um, my first eye-opening trip to Wyoming. Uh, it didn't end as well as I wanted to, but 
getting there and experiencing having my first American experience, honestly. <laughs> uh, Chili. Yeah, dog sorry, over here. She's going to town on a Kong, Kong, da, a Kong ball. No more. <laughs> going to I'm town. Sorry. I love you, Bubba, but no more. Oh, poor puppy. So my first, my first real like American experience, and, I, and I'll get into like my American experience in a little bit. But my first real American experience was in Wyoming. And what I mean, what do you mean by American experience? Okay, what I mean by clearly American. you are American. <laughs> well, you don't have an accent. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean by that is. Um, <laughs> Hunting was the only time I didn't feel black. All right. To be honest. Um, walking into a Walmart, not getting looked at, not getting, like, followed, not getting the keys. I can hear the the cars getting locked when I walk by. I didn't get any of that feeling in Wyoming. As progressive as California says they are, it's all over. Cal- There's more racism in California, outward racism in California, than there is in Wyoming. Now, in Wyoming – in camo as a hunter, you didn't get that treatment. Yeah, the moment I took that off, the moment I took that off, it changed. Okay, actually. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to defend California a little bit, even though I don't know anything about it. But <laughs> is it possible that you, you think it's a percentage thing of the population? Like, do you run into it more just because there's eight trillion people in California, or you think there's actually more racism per capita? No, I feel like. Dude, being in Wyoming, I went to this random guy's house. Random, old. Super safe. You should definitely do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? But older uh, white guy had to be in his 70s or 80s. You would normally think, oh, this black guy from California, this white guy from Wyoming, completely different age ranges. They're not going to get along. He was the best freaking dude I ever met. And he's a, can't hear for shit. But he'll talk to you all day, and he'll tell you where the deer are. He'll talk to you about all his elk stories and his moose stories and his how long his wife and the jerky sauce he uses on his. He's amazing. And he didn't look at me like follow him to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. It was more like the bathroom's three doors down on your left. Sure. And I, I hear they're like, oh, the bathroom's two doors down on your left. No, that that door. They're Keep just going. following that you the door. whole time. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Do you need anything? Okay, I got you. And they're listening. Out. Uh, are you done? Yeah. And I don't out there. It's just like you know, if you steal something, I'll know and I'll just come shoot you. She's now, like, I got but again, that to now from from outside, and I'm not I'm not African American. But your first question what? was, is it weird, right? <laughs> but is it like is it per capita more racist per capita, or is it because we have a lot of people? I actually think it's partially the first one that we have a lot more people in California and. As Californians, as Bayarians, we're a lot more expressive about how we feel. People like to express their differences. People like to express their opinions. People like to show where their sensitivities and their toughness is. So, even though... I.e. Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Even though, yeah, everyone likes to talk a lot of shit virtually, but if you get face-to-face with them, you're going to get a different person. So, in California, yes, he has been racially profiled by everything from authority figures to nobodies. However... Out of 100 people out here, maybe five of them are going to express that. But everyone feels very empowered to express how they feel out here. Now, in Wyoming, we maybe met 50 people and maybe got one or two awkward, weird looks. But it was only because it might be the same percentage. mm -hmm, It might be the same percentage, but people are a lot more vocal out here because that's just. 
And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to defend that Mm -hmm. percentage that are. I just like for people that want to visit California, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I ain't going out there a bunch of racist MFers, you know? Like Yeah, no, no, no. no. I I mean there's racists everywhere. There's racism everywhere. Yeah, and we get and as I've been here, we had some pretty cool experiences we can get into later. But I want I wanna stay on topic as far as campfire evolution and really kinda unpack what that is. And I guess I'll just give what I as I read some of your posts and what attracted me to it and I love the name. I love the name because I think it's a perfect name, the Campfire Evolution. So Campfire, you know, you sit around the campfire and you're having a, a drink, a beer, or not. If you don't drink, that's fine too. And it's kind of that thing. And you you, you tell stories and you're sharing parts of yourself. And Well, the reason that we chose Campfire is because every, no matter what human you are in the world, your ancestors evolved around a campfire. Right. If they didn't, they you're not here. Right. Uh, so the reason I chose Campfire is, is it kind of goes back to that um, the tree of life sort of thing. Get back to the stump of things. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone and their mom can enjoy a campfire, no matter if you're vegan, if you're not vegan, if we're cooking meat, if we're cooking veggies, doesn't matter. Well, and everyone needs it. And everyone needs it. For warmth, yeah. for I mean, food, we, for we light. Are, everyone needs it. We are connected to fire at a mm-hmm. at a gene level like right. like yeah. it's in us fire is safety fire yeah. is warmth with like all right we're you know mm-hmm. we're gonna keep the monsters at bay with fire we're exactly. gonna eat with fire we made we survived another day with fire mm-hmm. so yeah it it's it's beautiful and you do you know if you've ever shared time with anybody at campfire or a bonfire some people call it, or just mm-hmm. you know whatever like you it's tell stories bonding. like okay. it is like exactly. you just naturally start mm-hmm. communicating and you start talking with people across that fire mm-hmm. and then i like i don't now I'm like, this is what I get out of it. Yeah. This might be totally different what you get out of Campfire Evolution, but what I get out of it, so then the evolution part, and what I hope it is and what I hope comes of it, is we evolve as a species, as a society, because we're bringing those people, different people, from every walk of life mm-hmm. around. And in our instance, we're sharing the outdoors. We're sharing fishing, and we're sharing hunting. Yep. And, you know, I took you out foraging the other foraging, day. We went yeah. looking for mushrooms. We didn't, we didn't find anything we could eat, but... Mm. That didn't really matter. Like, I still, I still shared some of my knowledge with you. And I'll point out a couple other things that you know you could eat and oh, stuff like that. For but this we summer. didn't. And um, it's a spring thing. Spring thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, boom. Uh, now you guys yeah. learned something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, that's kind of what I get from it. And it's not that different, really, than what I'm trying to do with full scale outdoors. Because with full scale outdoors, I'm it's not just fishing. Like right lately, it's been a lot of fishing because that's this. You know, most hunting seasons are done. So fishing is going to be kind of the natural thing. You know, back home in Minnesota, it's ice fishing, and I'm in a tournament league with Minnesota Made Outdoors. You know, so that's going to be a big part of, like, what I post. But what I really wanted to do with full-scale outdoors was travel and meet different people doing different stuff and just get their take and help them promote what they're pushing. Because I got into this with, like, I want to start a brand. You know, my my goal is someday that Full Scale Outdoors is a recognizable outdoor brand. Mm -hmm. That's what I would love to see. But for me to do that, I don't need your brand to fail. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't, like, I want you, I want to help you if I can. And you're going to help me. Like, I people are so tired of me saying this probably, but I'm like, a high tide rises all ships. I just love that saying Mm -hmm. because, like, we can all do well. There's enough money out there for everybody. There's enough interest out there for anybody. It doesn't have to be me against you, mm-hmm. right? So 
I just want to go meet people and do different stuff. And, you know, and I'm, and I'm not asking for free stuff when I call around and, you know, I talk to a guide and it's funny how they just flip a switch and you, you know, you give them your little pitch like, Hey, I'm Dale from full scale outdoors. And I want to, you know, would you be interested in a podcast? Oh, what is, what's that about? And I tell them, I'm like, he's like, well, what do you need? That sounds great. What do you need for me? I'm like, well, we'll go out there and do a hunt. And there's like Mm -hmm. a big pause or fish and there's a big pause. I'm like, I'm going to pay for it. Like, I'm not asking you to give me anything Mm -hmm. for free. Like, I just want to get your, you know, just want to meet you you know and and i want to do the thing i always want the podcast to follow an activity Mm -hmm. because i think it just for one it gets it gets the icebreakers out of the way Mm -hmm. you know which you know if i was going to take you ice fishing probably wouldn't be a good (laughs) choice of words but yeah probably (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but you get you know you get the formalities out of the way you know the the small talk Mm -hmm. that can get kind of boring on on a podcast to be brutally honest but so you get that out of the way and you're sharing that experience mm-hmm. of, you know, getting their knowledge, learning about them. So now you have something built in to talk about, mm-hmm. whether you were successful or whether you weren't successful. Mm-hmm. And then it, you just you're on a more personal level. So the conversation's going to mm-hmm. be more personal level. It's not yeah. going to be so interviewy like. So, Orlando, uh, tell me again, mm-hmm. what year did you start Camp Fire yeah. Evolution right here in Oakland, California? Yeah. Well, uh, I started this in <laughs> 2018. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you um, guys are, yeah, you guys are pretty, pretty similar. similar. And I think I, that's why when I read your stuff, I was like, damn, I got to hit this guy up because it just is cool. And since I've been here, it's, mm-hmm. you know, I know the term gets thrown a lot, around a lot, but brother from another mother. <laughs> literally. Bro, we eat the so same the flavored. Okay, so as we, a we seed. answered each, we what, what did we say? Pack it up, pack it in. Let, let me, me begin. begin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we started that. <laughs> oh, uh, pack it up, pack it in. He's like, pack it up, pack it in. Let me begin, and we just started <laughs> going on the beer. I probably didn't have as good but a that's rhythm, the, but, but yeah, that's fine. the whatever. thing from an outsider, from <laughs> as a VP, whatever. Part of the reason why I got named Campfire Revolution, I got to brag for a second. But the fact, the fact that you two would have never met. If it wasn't for Campfire Revolution and Full Scale, right? You True. never would have met if you didn't have that hunting. And watching him go to states where I'm just going to be blunt, you would assume he'd be racially profiled the minute we get there. By wearing camo, it almost was like putting on <laughs> like a. Well, no, it was. Yeah, exactly. But camo, like everyone else wearing in camo. A way, yeah, yeah, you're blending in. Yeah, it's like sure. if I wanted to go to like some Comic Con thing and I just wore regular clothes. I'm going to stand out. But the minute I wear like some nerdy looking cape or some superhero or some comic book looking, no one's going to see me anymore. And I'm j- they're going to assume I know what I'm doing. They're going to assume that I know something about what we're there for. And so watching that happen. The other thing about you, honey, Orlando, is he likes having the tough conversations. He likes the conversations that typically people find intimidating or sensitive or avoid because it could likely cause conflict and he likes talking to people who are very different from him he likes but it's for a learning purpose it's not for a fighting purpose it's not to one-up each other it's not to convert anybody it's not to whatever it's to have those tough conversations to learn to take away the judgment element to take away the the prejudice like to take away the the fear of having right. that conversation. I mean, we're biracial. There's a lot of conversations we have that we disagree with each other's opinion, but it becomes down. It comes down to what I can learn from him as a black male 
in America and what he can learn from me as a white female in America and how different we grew up. So whether we bring on an LGBT person or a vegan or an elderly white, maybe racist hunter, regardless of if you have the hunting thing, there's always something to learn from other walks of life without getting into like conflict. Well, it's perspective. Right. You know, I I mean, Mm -hmm. the reason you're going to have differences is because you're different. Sure. You know, like, I think there's something that we have to be honest with ourselves when we're having these debates that, you know, that person that says, oh, I don't see color. Bullshit. Yeah, you do. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean Mm -hmm. you're not until we until we are all the same color, you're going to see color. And Mm -hmm. it just there's different perspectives. You're not going to see the same thing as you're going to see because. Right. You're looking at it from a different side. I yeah. Mean, I don't like that thing. I don't see color. I think we should see color and, and enjoy how different and similar we are. Like, find find joy in it. Find it like, doesn't have to be... I don't know what the term I'm trying to find. It doesn't have to be something that stops us. It doesn't have to be a dividing point. Right. It doesn't have to be a Trump wall. Doesn't yeah. have to be. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> no, it should be. It should be. It should be something. I mean, we all have different professions. Now, granted, people like to rip on each other for different professions, maybe out of intimidation or jealousy or whatever it is. But everyone has different professions. But at the end of the day, we all should have different professions to help each other out to come together. Right, and yeah. I think it should be the same with ethnic backgrounds. We should see each other's white or brown or black or whatever it is. We should see it and appreciate what makes them that culture and learn from it and teach from ours and like all kind of. But the thing I agree with you, but I disagree with you because like, I I don't, not that we shouldn't see color, but like, I just want to be an American. Like I don't want to be an African American or an Asian American. I agree. I agree with that. I just kind of want to like, like in in Britain, when you're in England, Mm -hmm. they, Mm -hmm. a lot of those, are you okay, buddy? Are you done? It's okay. <laughs> but you're I also the ball, a person. So he's not barking as much. That's probably the Oh, secret. you got but it. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, you just have to hold on to that the whole time. But you're also a person <laughs> that's very proud of your background, though. You're very much like when people say, oh, I'm just white or oh, I'm just this. He's the one that's like, what's your actual background? Are you I German? Hate, Are you I French? I do not like the term white, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, but you're very. I'm but that's very, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm explaining what you mean because I don't want them to think anything. Yeah, but that's um, what I mean. I think when people say they don't see color, I think what they're trying to say is we're all the same. I think they mean it to be nice. Yeah, I think they mean well. I think what people yeah. say that is they, they, they're not, they want to not be racist. I think the bottom yeah. line is what they're trying to say is like, I'm right. not racist. But the mm-hmm. fact that they said it. Mm-hmm. Kind of makes them racist. Kind of. Well, not really makes, but means they do. Because, ca- yeah. No one's, ca- another white person has never come up to me and gone, hey, you know, I just want you to know I don't see color. Why? Yeah. Why would you say, why would you tell right. me that? So if somebody right. comes up to you as a person of color, mm-hmm. they're they're gonna. I mean, if they're saying it, obviously means, yeah, you do see color. Yeah, you, you notice you something, but you don't want to make me feel I look like different it's a bad from thing. you. Yeah. But one thing I was gonna say with what you said, as far as the different cultures, yeah, I think that's the disconnect between skin color and culture because, I mean, there's black people born or raised in London that trip me out when you hear them talk because they mm-hmm. have an English accent, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh wait, what? And mm-hmm. but and they're just as metropolitan as mm-hmm. can be London culture, yeah. you know, and so 
just because they have dark skin yeah. doesn't necessarily mean they have a, a stereotypical black culture yeah. or a black American and culture or whatever you – because what is, what, is, what is that even? Yeah, and I think people like to be different, but also people like to – judge each other on differences to make themselves feel better or to because of where they came from or maybe where their family came from or maybe what they experienced from another culture. Because I honestly think, whatever this means, I honestly think if we were all the same color, everybody on the entire world, we we're all the same color, whatever that is, some bland form of like whatever we consider Beige. normal. Yeah, exactly. Khaki. I think we would all still find a way to be different. It would then, well, everyone would... Everyone would then be interested in hair color to make each other different or religion to make each other different or ethnic background. So you, we're all the same color, but people naturally want to find differences. It's to tribal. feel individual. Rick and Morty did an episode about this, and yeah. everyone looked the same, but their nipples were different. <laughs> <laughs> so they Everybody fought does about, have different nipples. So they fought about their <laughs> nipples. They were either circular or, or long, <laughs> and they fought about that or something like that. And it was well, Dr. Seuss did snitches on the beaches. It's the <laughs> same. It's the <laughs> it's the same thing. It's a try. It's a it's it's tribalism. Yeah, is what it is. I Which, can hear his voice, and it's driving me crazy. Honey, even like, him breathing. What are you doing? It's hot in here. He's panting. It's hot, and he's chewing that ball. He's having a good he's time. Chewing that ball. Chili's are for one of two fur babies. Chili is my is my son. He's the <laughs> exact dog replica of me. Totally. Only better looking. <laughs> way better, way better looking. Yeah. Way sexier than me. I ever will be. Much I'm not well be trained. He's a great. He I love both well your dogs. Trained. Your dogs are awesome. I want to kidnap them. <laughs> it might change if you take them though. It might not be the same. But I think hunting is for him the thing that brought it together because my family. If you if you go around, I feel like most people that are vocal about hunting are predominantly white they come from a hunting family it was taught down generations probably started three generations ago or more and it's predominantly known as a more of a caucasian sport and i think and i think that's the case just because just because it is you know is it causation or is it correlation Mm -hmm. right do Mm -hmm. more white people hunt because they're you know, excluding people of color from hunting or they just grow up, they grow up in the culture. Okay. You might want to, I don't know if you'll delete this or keep this. It doesn't matter, but (laughs) it'll say whatever you say, (laughs) but this is how I see it. So hunting predominantly started, I mean, is known as a Caucasian sport. It's brought up in family. It's brought up through generations. It's taught by granddads, dads, whatever, predominantly to the men of the family, whatever. Okay. If a Hispanic or a black person wants to come into the hunting world. It's just as fun. It might be a, they might cross a di- couple well, different Hispanics barriers. Hispanics is a little different because there's a lot of a lot of Mexicans that hunt, a lot of Hispanics that hunt. So okay, it's maybe I'm just bit, not as yeah. exposed to that. But anyway, different cultures outside of Caucasian, I feel like it's maybe a little bit harder to get into the hunting world, or they just keep it more to themselves. It's not so they don't they're not going to show up to every expo. They're not going to be as vocal. They're not going to be as whatever. I don't think. I see it the same way as maybe (laughs) I laugh while I say this out loud, but maybe in the rap game. Okay. I see this as predominantly known as an expressive form in the African-American culture. Now, if a white person wants to come into the rap game, I feel like they have a lot more to prove. 
they have to be really good, not just average, not Lose just okay. Okay, not just okay. You, it, you better never let Jeez. it go. Of course, Sorry. he's got to come out, and he does. He's fantastic. <laughs> he should be known. But I mean, I feel like that's a steeper ladder to climb for another culture outside of the African American culture because it's assumed that a Caucasian person maybe not have wouldn't have gone through as rough of lifestyle or wouldn't know the sharp things to say or wouldn't know the lingo or wouldn't know what it, they have a steeper climb to climb in that in that art form in that music realm right they can't just be an average person trying to make it they have to be twice as good like a woman in the workforce we have to be twice as smart twice as good just to match up <laughs> oh, man, I'm just, I'm you knew just, I was going to say no, that. No, no, I just feel oh, bad. Okay. No, that's, I, I'm, I'm feeling bad. For who? Don't for Orlando here. Because if he Why? has to be twice as good as me to get into the outdoor industry. I think he has to try twice as hard. <sighs> no. Man, he's the, in trouble. Honestly, <laughs> I, I got to disagree. I'm just kidding. Because I feel like it's been twice as easier for me to get into anywhere. Simply because I am the unicorn. There's a lot of unicorns out there. I'm not the only black hunter, but I, I am one of the only black hunters who's outwardly saying, hey, I don't know shit. Teach me everything. I want to learn everything because I love this shit. Okay, but and that's a different stance. That's a different stance than you're coming in with a learning posture. Teach me. That I think that kind of takes the guard down a little bit. If you came in like, I'm a badass, I know what I'm doing, I'm here to teach y'all something, people would treat you like doo-doo. Well, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, that's it. I would treat any anybody came at <laughs> I mean, if anybody came at me with that attitude mean, that didn't know anything, but like, I can figure this out on my own, I'd be like, figure it out on your own then. But I just <laughs> yeah. think Bye. that posture changes things a little bit. And, and that brings it kind of back to Campfire Revolution because mm. – I'm not starting Campfire Revolution as some sort of hunter who knows everything, somebody who knows, oh, this is where you find the mushrooms. This is how you uh, spot and stock, or this is how you get a turkey. I don't know any of that shit. I am simply a vessel for people who who were like me three years ago, who were like, man, I want to go do that. That's all I am. I'm here to let people know that. Fucking go do it. Yeah, there definitely is a barrier, and I think that barrier is more like fear of the unknown. You Mm -hmm. know that if if somebody wants to get into hunting or fishing or whatever or whatever it might be, maybe they want to get into rap writing Mm -hmm. their own stuff. Like that's something they want to do, but they're like, I don't, I don't know how to break into this. I don't, I don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, there's YouTube. You can YouTube. You can learn Mm -hmm. a lot. There's magazines. There's everything out there to kind of help you, but you. You always have that mental block, like mm-hmm. I don't real, I don't know what I'm doing. If only mm-hmm. I had someone to show me what I'm doing, and then you're afraid to ask somebody, mm-hmm. and then you know, then you mix, you throw a culture in there, and then you throw a race in there, whatever. But I think to go back to what we talked about when you were camel, how, why you were accepted, and why you weren't just a a black person is because suddenly you had commonality with those people. Yeah, mm-hmm. you weren't just some black dude. Like, you're like, oh, shit, because we're tribal, right? And that guy, that guy hunts. Now, suddenly, mm-hmm. like, you, really your skin exactly. ki- your skin color didn't matter. They're like, that guy hunts. I hunt. We can hang out. Yeah. Like, you should, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. you have a new kids on the block t-shirt? So do I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We could be friends. I don't have a new kids on the block t-shirt, and <laughs> I, I would do. never own a new kids on the block hey, t-shirt. nothing wrong with new kids on the block. That's a lie, actually. <laughs> this is how I know you're a baby. You grew up in that era. 
child. I actually do not like Nuke and Luna. Oh, it comes on. Now he's back. Now he's all back, but. You know, I'm all about Belvedere DeVoe. Oh, what you know about that, son? You don't even know. She's driving me out of my mind. That's why it's hard for me to find. Can't get it out of my head. Miss her, kiss her, love her. That girl is poison. Poison. Found another commonality. <laughs> you can't trust a big, big butt and a smile. That girl is. That is truth, right there. <laughs> I'm sorry for all you females listening to this right now. I feel just how smile. you feel. Can't trust sorry. a little dick can't in a big wallet. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Can't no, trust can't. a big butt and a smile, but that is what you boys are attracted to, let's be honest. So well, you should on. probably just stop. I'm attracted to eyes. Mm, yeah. Okay. I am. Oh, I'm not saying you can have no butt, no bro. Tits, I gotta no put ass. boots on if you're going on this eyes. road. I don't, I'm Jeez. not buying any of this. No, you're not. I think <laughs> eyes. <laughs> I think eyes are one of something that you saw when you first met me. But I think maybe a smile and a tush helped my case. Okay, let's be real. Let's be real. When I first saw your picture, babe, what was my first impression? <laughs> yeah, swipe was, left or swipe right? Yeah, exactly. Hold, no, hold on though. <laughs> that I was chubby. You thought that right? I was chubby. Mm-hmm. But Chubby can have big booties and smiles, and we're cute. did I see any booty in any pictures? Uh, no, but you did no. see my smile, and it's a winner. So. And that smile, and it's win- that's all it took. She looks just like, I think she looks just like the, well, I cannot remember her name, actress, Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin, from the mm. Dude, for you know, real. I, I, I looked look at it. I think did I looked look at it. It's, I, I showed him. He's like, I can kind of see I'm like, kind of see it. It's her. <laughs> you pull up that picture from Star Wars. Or not, yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars. He's like, yeah, it's Anakin's girlfriend. I'm like, right know. there. She man. reminds me of Topanga to me. <laughs> I'll take both. I don't <laughs> care. They're both compliments. <laughs> right? And Topanga yeah. has a cute smile and a big butt. Yeah, we didn't say you look like some I sort know, of troll. I know, I think so. she's adorable. So anyways, let's get back yeah. to the thing. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is why you have her on. Yeah, that's how this. <laughs> we'll karaoke it later. We'll yes, karaoke. we are karaoke later. Tonight. It's going to be gonna get live. But um okay, back to Campfire Revolution. Um simply put, Campfire Revolution is a means of bridging the gap between cultures, saving lives one backstrap at a time. And that last part literally translates to me. Saving lives one backstrap at a time kind of reverts back to when I was uh, in Stockton. Prior to me meeting her, I was in Stockton. I was a failed actor at the time. Um, I was a personal training manager. I just lost my job. I was going through it. Um, I was double fisting uh, Hennessy's and and burritos, literally eating and drinking myself to death. And um, I was at home listening to rap music. Um, Father and uh, I love uh, I love McConan. And um, all of a sudden, a Randy Newberg episode of him hunting bear in Alaska with Jim Burton or some shit like that. And um, he shot a bear in Alaska. And I was like, I, I can do that shit. I want to do that shit. And I just kept watching those hunting videos. And I seen another one where a guy was hunting a bear. Uh, it must have been a while ago because he had a 90-pound bow with a 90-pound draw. And I don't think he didn't make those anymore. Um, and, yeah, you know, I ever since then... Literally that day, I went to Bass Pro Shop, and I brought I, I bought her bow, which mm-hmm. is a PSE bow, mm-hmm. and um, a target, and I just started going at it. And mm-hmm. I said, uh, by next year, I'm going to bow hunt a bear. I didn't. I ended up going for antelope. 
Um, but literally, when, mm-hmm. I, when I met her, I'm I, let's go bear hunting. I'm down. I, I don't care. Teach me everything you know. Her stepdad is, had some bear rugs, and I was all over. I'm like, so where? Where, where? where mm-hmm. do I go? How do I do it? And um, everyone was like, don't, don't go by yourself. Don't. Just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't don't go by yourself the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, did you hunt growing up? No. No. I didn't. I didn't. I knew. I always heard stories. My grandfather, uh, he was a big hunter, but he was also a fishing game warden for most of my mom's life. Oh, so I cool. heard hunting stuff all growing mm-hmm. up. His house was just, was just covered in hunting theme and cowboy theme and everything but it actually my my parents got married 10 years ago so that's when hunting became big in like that's when I heard more stuff about it and then um, I think my stepdad actually took me and my family and we went like squirrel shooting I mean it's just like a little target practice something fun but I think there's something about that outdoors too and I don't know I can't speak for a man but just watching him hunt and take that on I think it's also a very empowering sport you're providing for your family you're Definitely. you're you're leaning into like the the primal th- yeah but like the what am i thinking of like the cycle of life you're kind of leaning into that you're leaning into the whole like there's there's animals and there's prey and there's pred- i mean there you're kind of leaning into that cycle of like we're all here and we all kind of coexist together and yeah. die together. And yeah, and there's always something bigger to eat the other one. And then that, yeah. I mean, there's just yeah. the whole cycle well, I didn't grow up hunting either. I mean, the mm-hmm. people that have listened to the first episode of this podcast, like during my rambling, if you mm-hmm. could stick through my entire ramble session, um, I kind of touched on I didn't grow up hunting. I We fished. Mm. My dad fished, but no, like nobody in my family hunted. And it was just something I always, like, was always in me. Mm-hmm. Like, I just always wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to try doing it. I'll be honest. I mean, I watched him kind of fall in love with it, and it was exciting, and I mostly heard about, you know, I want to provide for the family and bring meat home, and it's something to be very proud of, and it also brings people together. I mean, he said that from the beginning. But I was really shocked how I actually really enjoyed it. Um, And for me, I was – I was – he's fine. um, I was more – I was actually very – surprised of how much I really liked it and I think because it's such a I kind of got addicted in the moment because there's so much risk it actually I really love it like it's almost like mm, yeah it's like a gamble with with nature like if it blesses you and you can aim straight it's like it's a touchdown you know what I mean but there's so much unpredict there's so much unpredictability there's so much you can't predict anything like nature and you have to line up for something magical to happen. And so I was actually, I was surprised how much I killed myself trying to get my first book. (laughs) (laughs) I really did. By the fourth day, I couldn't even feel my feet. Like, but I was dedicated that day. We left, I think at like noon and I was felt like a failure and everything else. And I couldn't feel my feet. And three hours later, four hours later, I wanted to go back because I couldn't, I couldn't, leave without knowing I gave it absolutely everything because in my head I was like what if what if nature blesses me with one walking across the field where I would be right now and I'm at home and I'm not giving it my all and I really you know it would be it'd be something I'd be really proud of I'm still waiting on my first book but hey one day well, <laughs> I am too I have never shot a hard horned hard antlered deer in my life mm-hmm. but I passed up you know little ones and 
Mm. You know, not that I'm a giant trophy hunter and I'm waiting for that 200, but I just want a solid, mm. nice, you know, yeah. eight point buck or whatever. And I just haven't mm-hmm. really had the the opportunities. I've had a couple opportunities and um, probably should have, but mm-hmm. decided not to take the shop for this, that, and the other reason. And mm-hmm. But even if even if him and I weren't dating, this is a good example of Campfire Evolution too. I never would have went. I never would have went out there. I found I found something I really loved about it. We had crazy ass, diverse, different, mm, conflictual talks with who we were with. Also, I mean, but it, it just brings something out of people. I think being outdoors and being on survival mode and being in nature and stuff. And I'm I'm well, a nerd. It, it is that <laughs> well, it is that commonality, and it's especially if you do it together. There's a shared risk involved. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, all adrenaline. You know, if you go, like, I guess the most obvious example of that would be when 9/11, right? When those yeah. planes. I mean, the country was has never been more together mm. than the weeks following that that attack. And since then, we've gone about as far away from that as possible, mm-hmm. as far as tearing at each other's throats and being super. Um, but that's when we're all politically. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that time, we had all experienced something together, mm-hmm. and it brought everybody together so it's mm-hmm. it's like that so we had some trips planned for me to come down here we tossed the idea of duck hunting around and those kind of fell through and then you know <laughs> take a, a guide and do some fishing and that kind of fell through and when i learned i was coming here i started doing some research like well what's in season what can i catch and i stumbled upon those leopard sharks and i was like dude i want one of those because mm-hmm. they just look cool like like they just look cool and and for me I just like checking species off the list. For mm-hmm. if I want to like, if I could catch every single species of fish in the world, that'd be great. I realize that's like literally impossible because they outnumber <laughs> the days of my life. But <laughs> it would be cool. I just and it doesn't. The size doesn't like it doesn't matter for me. I, I just there. There's one. I got one. Right. Like literally, I've caught a hammerhead shark. It was all of about 18 inches long, but it was a hammerhead. It was cool, and. Going back to what we talked about, like Campfire Evolution and that commonality. So we decided to go down. Like, the weather still didn't look that great, but we're like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just go fish. We'll go fish in the rain, yeah. whatever. We'll go get some bait, and we'll go off the pier. And that's what we did. We we went to a spot, and there were some other fishermen down there. And it was just, hey, man, how's it going? Fish biting? Or you get What are you using? Oh, that's good. And somebody get a bite, and everybody would run over there. Some, some guy didn't have a net. And like, oh, here, use my net. You know, we didn't have the bait that they were using. They're they're biting on squid, and that's like the one thing we didn't buy. Mm-hmm. But the other guy <laughs> was catching all the leopard sharks on it, and he's like, "Well, you want some?" You know, we didn't ask. He just volunteered it up, yeah. and like everybody on that pier was just like we had already been friends for however long. And everybody on that pier was campfire evolution. And everybody was different. There's every shade, yeah. every skin shade out there, every walk of life. Oh, you know, one guy was a, a construction we worker. We had a Tongan dude. We had a black dude. We had Chinese, Korean, mm-hmm. Indian dude came out. Two white dudes came out and took some pictures. We had a couple. Like, every color yeah. of the rainbow. Yeah, they had them all out there. there. And, they, we, and were we were all... all same goal right there and it was awesome i mean that's like that's what you want that's what i want to see this country become or the world become and i realize that's that's a grand thing to to wish for yeah but i also don't think it's impossible you know i got in a debate with somebody on on facebook about it and kind of about the legalizing of, of marijuana and they're like well i think for reparations against you know for the crimes against 
black people mm-hmm. that <laughs> he's he's jamming out. He can't wait to talk over here. Mm-hmm. Um, that mm-hmm. oh, the white person is going to move in after enslaving people for you know weed crimes and destroying families. They sh- white people shouldn't be able to profit off of marijuana. Mm-hmm. And I I was like that to deny anybody anything for any reason based solely on skin color is racist. Mm-hmm. It just it just is racist and, and, and that's and not bringing people together. Yeah. Human that's vengeance. But that's entitlement also. Uh, cu- being a human, if you mm-hmm. tell somebody no, you cannot do this, you're gonna want to do what More. they just told you you can't you're do. Not mm-hmm. you're, 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 you're not making an ally. You're just not you're not making an ally. Yeah. They're, they're the only oh that when you told me that, it bothered me. I'm not going to lie. Um, reparations, I do agree with that part. I do feel like there is something that, hey, if you gave me a little piece of land somewhere, that would be nice. I will deal with all the shit I got to deal with mm-hmm. for a piece of land. Mm-hmm. That would be sweet. It would be literally impossible to do now. But the thing about saying if you're anything – you can't do this. That's not even American. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, exactly what what I'm trying to erase and get rid of. That's what I thought Black Lives Matter was mm-hmm. trying to accomplish, was the whole, hey, we're here too. Let's just be equal because we yeah. matter too. And that's that's what I got Black Lives Matter means. It's not your life doesn't matter. It means, hi, we're, we're getting shot. Can we stop killing us? Uh, mm-hmm. And from what I understand, Black Lives Matter is also reaching out to african-american communities too mm-hmm. and they're trying to do their thing and it's just for equality it's for it's equality it's the same thing with feminism that's for equality it's feminism. not it's not to be a man hater it's kinda, not to be it's not I, to be better than gotta, it's to be equal i gotta disagree with you babe why i've met feminine i'm a feminist i consider myself a person who defends women but mm-hmm. the term feminist has now transformed into man hater okay I'm going to pause. I'm going to pause because there's always. She's going to ex- menopause. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Not, not, not yet. Not yet. Way before my time. Way before my time. Oh, I think my Okay. But there is always extremists in every department. Feminists, racist, religion, ageist, sexist. There is always going to be extremists, and they kill it for everybody. But right now, extremists are winning. If, winning if what? Not, if you're not an extremist, Microphone for example, time. Yeah. If, you, <laughs> if you're not an extremist, if you're not, for, for example, I joined a Democratic group. I call myself a, I used to call myself a Democrat, simply because I believe in some of the stuff that Democrats have to say. But because I defended guns, and I defended the wall, and I defended other things that Democrats typically don't align with, I was not considered a Democrat, but because I'm like, whoa, 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 I still want government. I still want this. I still want health care for everybody. I still want this, but I didn't agree with what everybody else was saying. Therefore, you're out. People don't. People not... people love labels because they can predetermine what they can just put you in a category. So if you say you're a Democrat, a Republican is like, I already know. I already know all about you. I don't even mm-hmm. need to talk to you. I, you're a Democrat. I don't even need to talk to you. And same thing. I get the same thing. I align myself more with the libertarian stance, but I, I actually don't like calling myself a libertarian because if I'm in a political debate with somebody and they're like, well, what party are you? I'm like, I'm a libertarian. Oh, so we shouldn't just have government. I'm like, uh, did I but say I, that? 
for one, that's anarchy. Mm-hmm. It's like, I didn't say that. Yeah. Like, I just want people to be able to do what they want to do, what makes them happy. Yeah. As long as it doesn't I don't impede think so. somebody else's happiness. Like, I don't think extremists are winning. I think they're the loudest. No, they are the loudest. The squeaky wheel gets to grease. But they do win in, in a way because politicians cater to them because they're the ones that are getting the headlines, you know, and it's not, yeah, it's a lot course. of things. It's, you know, the media is, you know, a 15 minute news cycle. They just want stuff, headlines. Mm-hmm. They want clicks. They want, you know, like comments and shares. They, you know, it's not. So the guy that says the extreme thing, he's the one that gets comments, they, whether they're good or bad comments. It's like, it's activity to that page. And that's what the media outlets want. But even though they're the ones on the TV the most or on screen time the most or on the mic the most or screaming the loudest, my point is, is they ruin it for the title itself. Yes. So feminism is fighting for equality. The feminist extremists kill it for the name. They kill the name. But then they take on the name. Yeah, they, but I'm people probably do gonna get lamb basted for this. But mm-hmm. <laughs> what equality do men? What what rights do men have that women don't also currently have right now? We talked about that. What rights? So do as far men like people say, we want we want equal, equal rights equality, for right? for women. We want equal rights for people of color. What rights don't they have? What legal rights do they not have? It's not right about now? on paper what you guys legally have versus us. It's the treatment. It's the workforce. It's the, it's the, it's the approach that you guys naturally get from people that we don't. It's so the male it's privilege. The, yeah, I mean, in a way, I mean, it's it's definitely changed a lot. It's definitely changed a lot, and the equality I believe is very very similar. And there's and, always. Uh, to defend you, mm-hmm. I, I I gotta I gotta I gotta help her out because I don't have a degree, but yet I interviewed for a management spot that I probably shouldn't have got, and a lady interviewed for the management spot, and she we and her were in the lobby. She had a degree from Fresno State. She had experience. I I had more experience than her, but she had a degree, which should account for more experience. But I got the job. Mm-hmm. Well, to I'll use what she was saying. To kind of counter that, as that as as an example of how it's still not equal, the extremes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to sit here and say there isn't sexism, especially in the workplace. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that there isn't a boss somewhere that didn't hire someone because they were a female. Sure. I do think that's the exception and not the rule, because we have laws and we have. Um, mm-hmm. Things um, in place. Yeah. Why am I admit the affirmative action? Like you have mm-hmm. to have so many, and and I'm not asking for anybody to feel sorry for me as a white male. I'm just going to tell you how it is. Like in the construction industry in Minnesota, there's a reason that all the major construction companies, ironworking companies, are 51 percent owned by their wives because they cannot get awarded a contract. In Minneapolis, unless you are a DBE, which is um, a disadvantaged business mm-hmm. owner. So as a white dude, and you own your own construction company and they're building a giant new 35-story mm-hmm. building and you put a bid on it, save it. You're not getting it. Yeah. So you give your wife 51% of the company mm. so that you can get it. All I'm saying and that's is... Ba- and that's 
if the, how is that not sexist? How is that not mm-hmm. so? But you know, a black owned company could also put a bid in and get awarded it. Yeah. So how is it also not? How is it yeah. also not racist? How is it all? And I get it's trying to counteract. Mm-hmm. Like I understand. Yeah. But we I have mean, to be honest have... with ourselves. Like, okay, but you well, are. When you think about it when, when you say it. What pops into my mind, honestly, is I, I don't know for sure, but when I think of a construction-owned company, I think of a man owning it. I think of a white man owning mm-hmm. it. I don't think of a, w- a woman owning it or a mm-hmm. black person owning it or a Mexican person owning it. Mm-hmm. So, like, w- when when you throw that at me, it's – I hate to disagree with you, but it kind of makes sense because there's – I don't uh, – there's not a lot of okay, – ratio-wise – you put up numbers. Right. No, there's going to be more. There's, there's, yeah. there's, there's a sure. whole list more, but and then it gets shorter. Isn't isn't I, saying that a woman should run the construction women. company. What it's saying is that if the qualifications are the same, the personality is the same, the criteria is the same, the talents and whatever are the same, then they should have equal opportunity to be able to get that job. Now, the extremists, like you have women in the workforce now. If, if a woman is my boss and me and a man have the exact same qualifications, good ethical, moral personalities, we're good with the patients, whatever, we should make the same amount. Now, the extremists are if my boss is a female and treat, she treats my male coworker like shit and she treats me great, even though we're exactly the same on paper, that's the extremist because now she's making him pay for her personal feelings towards being um, treated like crap for a long time. She's now taking it out on him. That is not feminist. She's now taking it to the extreme. So what I'm saying is feminism has come a long way. Equality is very much closer than it's ever been ever, 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 ever. But feminism is equality. It's not man-hating. It's not men are better than women or women are better than men. And that's where I think the extremists kill it because the extremists are the women who are now saying, we want revenge. We are now better than you and we want to treat you like you've been treating us. Right. Those are the people what, that kill exactly the name. What he said falls, yes. it falls yeah. into is... Yes. Get that mic a little closer to you. I, I do you not think that like revenge... Let me fix my voice. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think that revenge is the way to go per se because when you do that, you're mm. gonna. You're only gonna receive hate coming yeah, back towards you, you, you from you're some ne- direction. You're never gonna get like. Mm-hmm. I've used the example of like you've never poked somebody in the chest to get your point across, and they suddenly went, "Oh, now I see. Oh, you're yeah. totally right. You're totally no, you want right. to fight. You're like, mm-hmm. bro, don't touch me. Mm-hmm. You know my, that my doesn't uncle, work. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. You don't gain allies that way. I gotta shout out my uncle Jimmy because he's always taught me that you cannot convince somebody to do something you can only give them your opinion and what they do with it is up to them mm-hmm. and i i've i've lived i've tried to live by that uncle jimmy i'm sorry <laughs> i've tried <laughs> to live by that uh where in, in the sense mm-hmm. that you know with campfire evolution for example the other day i posted something about um being an infidel mm-hmm. ah man so I'm I'm a I was born Catholic, baptized Christian, um, then I, I became Muslim. I converted to Islam, and now I believe in I believe nothing because I believe that religion is a means of dividing the people, which is against Campfire Revolution. But anyway, <laughs> I posted something about um, I posted something about infidels, and simply I was opening up a translation between. Um, what I consider 
like inner America, which is basically like anywhere from uh, Wyoming till any inside of all the red states. I'm sorry, all the red states. <laughs> well, so you're excluding Minnesota because we are a blue state, always have been a blue state, the only state that voted for Walter Mondale in the Reagan-Mondale election. We are as Democrat Reagan, as it gets. Now we're way years apart. Reagan. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm old. We uh, get it. But that post was taken way, way, way far left and upside down by a lot of mm-hmm. people because I think how it how it was portrayed was an infidel means this, and an infidel <laughs> means people who are I'm good. an infidel means people who are. Um, Dang it, you made me lose my train of thought. Sorry, he, I think he wants to sip like, your sign- wine. No, he's like, no. I do want to sip of your wine. Oh, you're such well, a mooch. I don't know. I'm, you're yeah. done. I'm dry, too, I think. So, while let, me, let me get my point while, out before I get While Cass is making her point, you should get us more drinks. There you go. So, the post came across as an infidel is a person who disagrees with the Islamic god Allah. However, the second point was Allah equals God, meaning Allah is just another... It's the Arabic form of God. And then it went on to say that um, people have this, like, uh, distorted view of Islam because of the terrorist attacks and blah, 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 blah. But after I had read all of these comments that took it so far personal and whatever and watching Orlando defend himself, I think what meant to come out was basically that people do have a distorted form of Islam because of the terrorist attack, because of the extreme Islamics who are are beheading people and taking away American lives and things like that. However, the proud to be an infidel shirt is kind of, I don't know, it's it's kind of controversial. It's the the natural reaction to what we talked about is that getting poked in the chest. So you get your, you get your like Hollywood elites, Mm -hmm. progressives that, you know, poking the chest about, Mm -hmm. about it. You're going to get, yeah. That guy from Iowa. Yeah. He's going to put on a proud infidel mm-hmm. shirt. Like that's yeah. what you, when you do that, that's what you breed. You just mm-hmm. strengthen that other side. You don't mm-hmm. bring him to your side. But an infidel by definition is someone who is 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 a non-believer. It's not an atheist. Atheists don't believe there is a god, period. An infidel is someone who doesn't believe in a god has not no, is a non-chosen is, is an infidel no to, no well they're a non-believer well, they're a non-believer okay but an atheist doesn't believe a god exists at all yeah an infidel doesn't choose a god no an, an infidel actually is someone who does not believe in god okay an infidel in old christian times means someone who just didn't believe in christianity just goes against the path, goes against the grain. And then as it grew forward, it was someone who doesn't believe in God. Doesn't pick doesn't choose to believe in God. An atheist means they He's don't going believe to the Google, a God ladies and gentlemen. doesn't believe a God exists at all. He's going to the Google. I am. <laughs> that's that's fine, but what I'm saying is I think the No, I think it's good. Mm-hmm. I, I get what you're trying to say, but I, I think I agree with Orlando a little yeah. bit more. I, mm. I think a person who does not believe in religion or who adheres to a religion other than one's own. Are you looking She's at right. atheism? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, infidel. No, oh, infidel. an infidel. That's infidel, yeah. And an She's atheist right. does not believe that God exists at all. Oh, all right. Well, we're idiots. We're, we're dudes. We're dumb. <laughs> completely. I'll take that. I, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. But the post Did got, you hear anyways, that? Did you hear that? Got, you just said he's wrong. Oh, hey, no. I say it all the time. <laughs> I am not. I'm. Trust I'm, me, we have been walking out Campfire Evolution's theme for a long time. Yeah. So there's yeah. a lot of I'm sorry's, I'm wrong, like, learning opportunities. I'm not afraid to sit here and say, you know, I've been racist before. 
Mm-hmm. I've been racist against white people before. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid <laughs> to be like, you I know need, what? You need to give me land. I apologize. I do. I owe you. <laughs> I want my reparations, Debbie. You. you know, I'll grow you a weed plant <laughs> in the backyard. <laughs> I got a little six by six uh, spot we'll take, for you. I can't take that yeah, back to Minnesota. It's not legal in Minnesota, bro. Well, Minnesota, catch up. <laughs> Y'all better vote. It's coming. It's coming. It's <laughs> Anyways, but so this it, is what Campfire Revolution is about. The green like, wave yeah. is I'm not afraid to say that I'm wrong or that I need to change or change things. But if we stayed stubborn in these differences we would we've stopped topic talking and i yeah. think a lot of people do that it's just so much it's so much easier on social media sure. to just say something well it's like rude, you're yelling from a one-sided mirror and yet and then exactly. you and, and, and most people mm-hmm. do they just like and then the next thing off oh, candy crush notification i'm like they don't even like mm-hmm. i don't even think people really mean 90 percent of the shit they put on social media like it's just you it's know what's funny? They're fitting into the they're fitting into the puzzle off, piece. I can piss off five thousand people right now mm-hmm. with one post, mm-hmm. and like it'll get people going crazy. Oh, yeah. And all I gotta mm-hmm. do is say one thing jokingly, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's a wrap. Yeah. Like my friend, I love you, bro. I'm gonna bust you out, my buddy oh, Blake. Oh shit! Sure. Mm-hmm. Bust you out, my buddy Blake on Facebook. I love this guy. I love his post. Me and him. Campfire Revolution brought us together. Mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna go to an elk spot because of him next year. Mm-hmm. But I posted the infidel post, and he did not like it. I think mm-hmm. he's a vet, first of all. He's a vet. Mm-hmm. Um, and second of all, he works in the institutional system. Mm-hmm. So his views on Islam are, are wrong. But he's an atheist, too. So it, it, it's, 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 it's whatever he wants it to be, really. Mm-hmm. But what I was, all I was trying to say is, first of all, Allah only means God in another language. Mm-hmm. It's not a different God. There's mm-hmm. no difference. Mm-hmm. Your God, the Jewish God, and and Christian all God, all the, yeah. they're all the same God. They, just, all they can't the decide which well, Messiah. People have, people have done some <laughs> messed up, excuse my language, some fucked up things in the name of a Christian God oh, too. The Crusades, right? People have done <laughs> fucked up things in the name of their wives. Uh, sure. Yeah. So that's what I mean. But they're the extremists that kill the form for everyone. But if you're a vet, you're directly affected by those beheadings, by all of it. Yeah, You're directly the, the, affected. There's more the emotion. Term, the term Muslim, the term Islam is, is yeah. triggering for a lot of people. Sure. I mean, right. I mean, it just is, also whether is it's right, wrong, or indifferent. <laughs> I'm just saying it, it just is what sets a bunch of people mm-hmm. off. And See? a lot of that's based in ignorance. And you're not gonna fix that on on Facebook. You're not gonna you're not gonna no. fix that in a in a debate on on no. Facebook. That's why I think podcasts mm-hmm. around are great. Sit down to people. Yeah. And I don't always want to be like I'm not just getting guests that agree with me. Like no. I'm totally okay to sit across a table and we can have a, a debate and argue about something mm-hmm. and never come to equal terms. As yeah. long as we do so respectively, we can articulate sure. our perspectives and our point of view. And then we walk away with the green, just disagree. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. fine. And then, all right, let's go catch fish tomorrow. Let's exactly. Do it. You know what? All right, cool. Cause then we still, even exactly. if we don't agree, <laughs> we still like to catch bass because right. I mean, that, still like, you yes. know, I mean, cause at the end of the day, you can have your opinion. Mm-hmm. I can have mine. It's not going to hurt me that you wish that there were borders. But people like to hurt each other with their differences. And that is But what that comes out of a different place. That, that comes, comes out, out, di- out of yeah. a lot of different places, yeah. And it, it, tribalism has reached its hands into politics, and that is kind of what is salting the earth right now. Mm-hmm. For sure. If, if we just, hey, look, do what you want. Mm-hmm. Let's go hunt. Let's go fish. Let's mm-hmm. go look for mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Let's go fucking... Mm-hmm. Sit in the woods and have a fire and mm-hmm. chill. 
Mm-hmm. We don't got to talk about politics, race, or religion. Mm-hmm. Those things kill it for people. And I've mm-hmm. lost friends simply because of race, religion, and politics. Oh, Those for are sure. the three big I think ones. everybody yeah. has. And it's like, yeah. dude, like, okay, whatever. Let's, yeah. like, I, I even got to the point with my boy Blake. Like, let's, okay, you know what? Let's just stick to the hunting, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and that's because yeah. it, it gets, is what it is. Yeah, social man. media gets out of control. Like I love, I, I love the dude. He's great, and man, like he's helped me out with so much stuff mm-hmm. with like sighting in my rifle and and tips and tricks and mm-hmm. spotting and stalking. But there's some things that we probably just shouldn't mm-hmm. talk about. So I want to go. I want to go back to like how you started Camp Revolution. Like you didn't hunt, and then mm. then you did hunt. I'm a city boy. I'm right. an actor. A so how did boy. you make that jump? So for anybody else out there that might be listening that that you know is thinking they don't have anybody in their family that hunts, mm. but they've always wanted to hunt. Maybe they saw Randy Newberg, mm. and they're like, "I want, I want to, I want to do that." How do I sure. go about doing that? How what was your? How did you make that leap? How did you make you just you saw a dude hunting? Like I want to do that. What was your next step? My next step was going to your local sportsman shop. And just talking. It's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. I went to Bass Pro Shop, and I was just talking. I said, hey, you know, first I got a crossbow. And I'm like, hey, you know, I really want to start hunting. What do you think? I want to, I want to do this. I don't want to get a rifle yet because I'm not sure, like, mm-hmm. how I feel about guns. I was still very timid, very Democrat at the time. And I'm like, you know what? I just want to go with the bow because I feel like it's a little cleaner. And um, he gave me a crossbow, and I took it home, and I hated it. I hated it because you had to crank it. It was too mm-hmm. long. I didn't, I'm more action. I'm up. Oh, there it is. Pull it back. Pull it. Bam. There it is. But the crossbow, you got to charge it, pull it back, crank it, sit there and wait. Like your whole, I just didn't like it. And yeah. then um, one time it went off, and uh, I had Ow. this. And it, yeah, it just. It was a. And I just that day I took it back and I said, you know what, this isn't working for me. I need something else. That's and, not um, good. He pointed me to uh, to the bows. I didn't want to spend too much money, uh, so my first bow was probably somewhere around three ninety nine, uh, all set up, sure. all done. Money can be a barrier for sure. I mean, yeah, money can be a big barrier. Big, but no, no, I I refuse because if anybody out there is listening from the hood, if you can spend motherfucking a hundred twenty dollars on some Jordans, shut the fuck up, dude. Brother said, hundred. Hundred and twenty, hundred and twenty dollars, bro. <laughs> Nigga, you spend a hundred twenty dollars on some J's. You guys, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro. You can buy some sweet Tatum J's three times. Get yourself a bow, bro. Out there, you're talking about killing shit, man. You're really killing shit. Anyway, um, I'm not gonna get into that, but I'm gonna start with this Why PSC. Not? You're not a roll. No, because go ahead. Sorry, yo, I'm not gonna distract you. I'm sorry. Look, 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 look. <laughs> sorry, no, 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 no. I'm gonna keep going with that because, like. We got these folks on the streets that talk about how tough they are and really like how a gangster and shit. Like I met a lot of motherfuckers that killed people, but the motherfuckers can't hike for shit. Take them on a hike and try to go kill some shit. Not gonna make it up the hill, bruh. <laughs> You're not gonna make it. One. You're gonna trip. But what I'm saying, like, man, if you got the if you got a itchy trigger finger, if you got rage, anger, all that shit in you, if you got any like like I got some 
crazy shit built up in me, take your motherfucking ass hunting, bro. Come hit me up. Hit me up. I'm on Facebook. I'm Buck the Black Hunter on Instagram, man. You can hit me up anytime. I'll take your ass on a hike, man. Kill some coyotes for real. It's all chocolate, man. Hit me up, man. It's, it's all, all good. I make yeah. it happen, Captain. <laughs> for real, for real, man. It's really real out here. I'm looking. Have, I haven't yeah. seen this yeah. side yet. No, I, man, because this like, is brand new. I got like, this is brand new. About the hood out. Mm. About <laughs> the hood out. Yeah. I'm liking it, yeah. man. Look. Every black person should have mask. My mama told me from a young age, put your mask on. When you walk out of here, you can't be you. You got to be somebody else when you walk out of here. Now it's a little different. Well, hopefully someday you don't. But no, I mean, no, nah, no, no, no. I disagree. What? Because hmm. sagging pants, hmm. cussing, being loud, that's not acceptable. Okay, you know what? I agree. I agree with that. It's, it's but, like, that's, that's, but that's But it's the culture, same as cussing. But it's the same that's, as cussing. Like if I hang out with oh, my friends, my dad was a preacher. So mm-hmm. I hang on my friends. We'd cuss. Of course, we would cuss. Mm-hmm. But when I was with my dad, I didn't cuss. Okay. If I was with my church families, I didn't cuss. So I had my mm. my face was the kid that didn't cuss, or my Everyone's, mask was the kid that didn't I, cuss. I feel like everyone's gonna always have masks. I'm a therapist. That's You're not true. gonna hear me talk like this at work. Also, the girl you get at work is probably not how I'm gonna be in real life. Like tonight, we go out, oh, we have no. a good time. You have a different person. Okay, but I'm gonna correct you on one thing. You, you, Arlando, unmasked. Are not saggy pants. No. Are not. But that's what I mean. You're saying you can't be like that in public. But if that was you unmasked, that would be valid. But, but that's not. But you me in public is not like proper. Is I'm not like I'm not. I, I'm loud. I'm uh, I'm in your face. I'm in I'm in the grocery store singing, riding on grocery carts. <laughs> I'm like doing shit that yeah. is your child. It's not. I'm Just like me. It's <laughs> not acceptable. But what I mean by that is what? riding a cart is not acceptable. No, it's since not. when? Since it is since you're uh, over at twelve. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what I mean by this the whole masking is like people have to have a like job interviews. I I literally change everything about myself to go on a job interview. It's yes sir, no sir. Ma'am, I change my, my my voice changes, and I'm all of a sudden a lot more different. Mm-hmm. And yes, of course, mm-hmm. I can do that for you. Mm-hmm. And what do you need? But you're trying to make an impression. <laughs> you become, Everybody, you become Chappelle. But that's every day at work. Person, though. People who the only time I found like I can be me is when I started plumbing. Is because plumbing I can just walk in there and and I can say I can say the worst stuff in the world and they'll still put me on a job. But when I walk into like. Uh, I'm not gonna bust myself out with that. Mm. <laughs> when I walk yeah, into not... a place where there are place, my other profession, mm. working with children under the spectrum of autism, um, I have to be, and for obvious reasons, but I have to be very different. I have to dress different. I can never say that I've hunted or killed anything with the rifle or with the bow. Um, I cannot like, you know, I have to. Uh, how am I, you know? Everything just has to be. But the first one, you're proper. being you're being hired for your skill set, not your personality. The second one, you're being hired based on your personality. My personality is my skill set, so, though. Not in but plumbing. In plumbing. But that's what I'm saying. Plumbing, oh, you're being hired for a skill set. For for therapy, you're being hired for your personality. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I totally sidetracked. So you it de- I'm sorry. It depends. <laughs> it 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 really it really depends. But I think everyone's gonna have a mask. I think that's what helps us sometimes 
survive. Like to get a job, you have to impress somebody. So of course you're going to, you're going to polish up your rough edges and you're going to, I mean, everyone, I just got off probation at my job at my last job. I won't talk about this one at my last job. Yeah, she's on probation, after my y'all. probation at yeah, my job, but my boss was the first Yo. one to come up to me and was like, who is this girl? Because I had to slowly peel back the, like the layers because I had to see what everyone else was like to expose my true colors. And they're not bad, but I mean, I just to, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, I wore is my if, mask for a while. If you're, if you're a young, okay. And I, I was talking to you about this in the car earlier. Uh, say I grew up in East San Jose and for everybody out there from, from the Bay who knows East San Jose, you probably clapping for me, but I grew up in East San Jose. And basically if all of your friends are low income and all your friends are black and all your friends have pay less shoes and all your friends are doing the same thing mm-hmm. and you don't get out of that friend circle, you're probably going to grow up just like your friends. Sure. But at the moment I started, the moment actually, no, I left San Jose and went to Hayward. Mm-hmm. That's when it all changed for me because there was nobody else who was making fun of me because mm-hmm. I didn't have nice shoes or the nice this or the nice that. I was wearing the same pair of shoes I was wearing before. Hey, I went through that. I had hand-me-down clothes. We shopped at Kmart. It was. Oh, I mean, yeah. I grew up broke as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't until, like, all of my other siblings were out of school, and then we moved to a, a smaller town, and then I was the only kid, so there's a little more money in the coffers for clothes. Mm-hmm. I got slightly better clothes. Same thing. I didn't Same. get teased for my clothes, mm-hmm. and it like made the thing the, is, a world of difference for my mm-hmm. self confidence. Yeah, I wasn't in a place where I was being judged on my clothes or how I lo- or like the the nice things that I was wearing. Because everyone was, was like you. Every, no, they in San Jose. In San Jose, oh. everybody talked shit about me because oh. like I mean, we got Filipinos with Jordans, we got the Mexicans with I mean Nikes, um, black folks had the Jordans and Nikes, every, the Adidas, everything. Mm-hmm. White folks had everything. They didn't really give a shit. They didn't really <laughs> talk about folks. They didn't give a shit about the Nikes. Yeah, New Balance, bro. They didn't care. <laughs> uh, and I'm here with like my plastic Paylesses that I wore last year, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, my mom did the best she could, and every year I had a new set of. Uh, she always made sure I had like four pairs of jeans and a couple of shirts and some good shoes. But I got made fun of for having the, you know, the not designer shit mm-hmm. or whatever. But um, Hayward, California, Hillview Crest Elementary School, I had the same non-designer shit, mm-hmm. non-designer jeans, tight to my butts, um, mm-hmm. denim Walmart with the high water fucking shit, mm-hmm. uncomfortable plastic pants, mm-hmm. jeans, shirt with the little, not even a, a um, they said mm-hmm. with the polo had a, a horse. I had a moose on mine. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't no That's horse. Way oh yeah, it was, but it wasn't polo. Right. But what I mean right. is, yeah. no one saw any of that. I used to go to school with a one glove because I thought it was Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was Michael Jackson. Yeah. And a um a V neck tank top and slacks. Same totally. slacks every day. Totally. In third grade, Hillview Crest. No one cared. They all called me Michael Jackson. Mm. Did you want to be starting something? <laughs> I wanna be starting something. I got to be starting something. <laughs> but that's the environment that the school <laughs> per- <laughs> produced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the environment that the school <laughs> made for that. You know what I mean? For yeah. you kids. That's different. And, right. um, I'm gonna try to steer yeah, this back. I don't want to cut you back, off, but I'm trying to get you back on track because it's my fault. Camp, this CF, whole thing is my fault. So you how went into the yeah. sporting show, mm-hmm. the, the sports yeah. store. I went into the sporting store, and I um 
you know, I said, I want something else that I can have more control over that, you know, I'm not like just shooting something. He pointed me at a couple of bows. My range was about $500. So I picked up a PSC for 499 that Cassie now owns and <laughs> I rocked it. I rocked it every single day. And, um, I was in a, a place in my life where, um, I was transitioning from one place to You're another. Transitioning, I didn't know. I was moving like from one place to another, um, and I lost my job, so I had a little bit more time. I had a savings. I had a bunch of money in my savings at this time. I did really well, oh. so I was just kind of living off of it and just kind of like, oh, whatever. I got a savings. Right. Yeah. Making it right. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then I, um, I got to a point where I was ready to go hunt. But it wasn't archery season. <laughs> it was That's Wyoming freaking rifle season. And you met people who were going also. And I met a group of cats who were heading to Wyoming. So I was like, look, let's all ride out. Mm-hmm. Let's do the damn thing. And um, mm-hmm. I went to Wyoming. We had completely <laughs> different zones. My buddies were in uh, one zone. I was in another zone. We had no clue what we were doing. None of us did. No matter what they say. Um, none of us had a clue what we were doing, <laughs> but, um, when I got there, she's taking her head. Like when I got there, uh, I don't give a damn. I'll bust them out. When I got there, <laughs> I was like a new, I had no clue what I was doing. I was following them the first two days. It was all like, Oh, what do we do now? And I realized quickly that they didn't know what they were doing. It took me about two days to be like, okay, you guys don't know shit about what you're doing. So I was like, the third day, third morning, I said, hey, look, why don't we hit up this spot on BLM? But afterwards, at lunch, let's hit up this spot, this diner, hang out, and then hit a bar. And let's just hang out the rest of the evening. So we can talk to folks and figure out what we're doing because we have not seen or shot anything in two days. They didn't want to do that. I said, okay, well, you don't want to do that. Drop me off over here. Let me do some stuff. I ended up meeting a guy named Todd. He ended up taking me on his property. I ended up shooting a mule deer. He said, great. You want to, oh, you have another tag? Let me take you out to this BLM spot where I know that there's some antelope does. Took me out there the next day. Shot him. They still wanted to do, oh, I know this spot right here that's about the size of a football field. I know there's antelope here because there's mule deer here. And I'm like, okay, well, you stay over there. I'm going to go to Game and Fish and give me another antelope tag because <laughs> I know where they're <laughs> yeah. at. And uh, it just became this battle. But it, it what brought me to Campfire Revolution, honestly, was Todd, too, is meeting some guy at a diner and him being like, you know what? Let me take you to my private property where only me and my son shoot deer, and I'm going to let you shoot your first animal. Right. And then, oh, you have another tag? Let me take you to this BLM yeah, spot cool. where so I know. So basically, it's creativity mm-hmm. and community that gets you started. Make yourself approachable. Mm-hmm. And, Take um, a chance in asking. You know you what things we do? Get creative with some ideas. When we, um, you can't be afraid of like rejection is a big thing for a lot of people, and so I'm a, a waterfall hunter, duck and goose hunt. We do a lot of field hunting, and so you got to knock on doors. I mean, they're in, they're in some farmer's mm-hmm. field. They're in there cut corn and they're eating. That's where the geese are. I mean, you can mm-hmm. go to public land if you want, but mm-hmm. if the geese aren't using it. Bada bing, bada good, boom, bada bing. Good luck. You might you might yeah. be able to run traffic and pull some of those birds over if you got 
really good decoys and, and this good year, calling. But I, I got to think. You got to um, knock on that door, and you just can't. I got to think my boy Joshua Black. Because Joshua Black from Wyoming came through for, for me this year big time. I met him last year probably around December. And uh, I posted on the Wyoming page, I'm going to the deer hunt. I don't know anything about where, no, but good. I want to go. He hit me up, and he invited me out. He's a guide now, but uh, he invited me out. He basically took me in for about three weeks into his house. A guy on Facebook he never met. We only talked for about a year. Took me into his house three weeks. Me and his daughter snow fought in, in, in his front yard, <laughs> fucking in pajamas. Aww, she's so cute. Yeah, <laughs> and um, it was the best experience I've ever had in my life. Cool. Here we are, what through five thousand miles away, three thousand miles away, from mm-hmm. and this guy I never met in my life invites me in. Yeah, you ran over my rifles, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> invites me in, fucking shows me his deer spot and where to go. Helps me get my first goat at 80 yards. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know any guide who can get you a goat at 80 yards in Wyoming. Mm. Oh, I'm sure there's some. I'm sure there's some, but this guy <laughs> did it, and he was like, no, hey, that's cool. go walk over there. And there I got. Boom. I was so close. I was I was sighted in at 200. I hit him in the head. Mm-hmm. So close. But and again, my, it's – Yeah. It's – um. My openness to reach out and 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 just talk to folks, and I always tell people when I'm on a job interview, the question always comes up: What's your biggest strength? Communication. I love to communicate with people. Doesn't matter you where you came from. This is like 17 hours long. Seventeen. <laughs> Dude, the last one was three hours. We're okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, it, it's it's bridging the gap. It's bringing people. When I was in Wyoming, oh, this story right here. I love this story so much. When I was in Wyoming, Josh invited me to his church. Now I'm I'm convert to Islam, Muslim that converted to nothingness. So my view is like <laughs> nothingness. Why have a uh, anything? But um, I went in there open minded, and I walked in there, and there was it was it was a debate day, not a church day, but a debate day where everyone who was high in the church and very active went and and talked about their feelings about what they were high in they the talked church? about high <laughs> oh. in the Man, church. That would be a popular man. Church. They were smoking on sagebrush <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, and elk uh, elk yeah, marrow. Right, right. Uh, yes. Now, um, but they were they you know pretty active in the church, and when I went there. There was this one guy, and I was um, we there was a comment said, and I was like, you know, um, a lady actually busted me out because I started smiling, and she was like, why are you smiling? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm Muslim, and everyone's face like <laughs> Re- went record like, scratch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, tell me about <laughs> it, bro. By the end of that conversation, I can tell you, by the end of that conversation, everybody in that room wanted my number. Everyone was inviting me to their farm to go hunt. That's cool. Everybody was like, oh, next year, come out and do this. Or where are you going? You're, or you're with him. Okay, he's great, but do this next time too. And um, the one guy I was really concerned about was this big dude, bald head, Mr. Clean looking with the belly, maybe about 70 years old. And um, when I said I was Muslim, his first, his first thing was, so I'm an infidel. And I was like, Looking around like, you're in this church, bro. What do you mean you're an infidel? No, you're not an infidel. He's like, well, that's what your people believe. And I'm like, do you, do you believe in God? 
And he's like, yeah. I'm like, all infidel mean is somebody who doesn't believe in God. And he's like, oh, like his his shoulders went down, his smile went on his face. He invited me to his farm to go hunt does, and all of a sudden, I was a different person once I said that to him. And that's to me what Campfire Revolution is all about. It's like that, not the hunting in Wyoming, but the church that I went to in Wyoming mm-hmm. is Campfire Revolution. Those folks who had no clue that a black guy from California raised in San Jose, California would want to come to Wyoming to go hunt and think it's the best place ever and possibly want to move and change his life there. That That is campfire. The dude we met who caught that um, stingray. Holy smokes. Yeah. The guy never fished before in his life. He goes fishing with his dad one weekend for a wedding, I think, and then he buys a bunch of shit to go fishing. He doesn't even eat fish, he, he said. He doesn't eat fish. <laughs> he just likes to fish because it's self-medicine, he said. Wow. Yeah. That is campfire evolution, it is, bro. It is. It is. It but is. Pepe. 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 <laughs> Shout out to Pepe. Not even being racist. His name was Pepe. <laughs> for real. For real. Yeah, yeah that was that was super cool. So, we got plans coming up. So you're coming up to Minnesota, babe. Both of you guys are mm-hmm. coming up to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? we are. Yeah. You're coming. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna make this happen. Yeah. All right, we'll make this happen. She's the one. And I'm gonna get <laughs> these people out on the ice. We're gonna drive a. Full size pickup truck onto frozen water. Playing that honky tonk. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> and if I were lucky, we'll get a nice big pressure boom right when we stop. I like that because people freak out. And uh, yeah, we're going to cut some holes in the ice, hopefully catch some fish. I got some other stuff I'm not going to tell you about. Gonna make a surprise. And then we're going to try trapping too and get some, yeah, some man. beaver because. You're all about the eating stuff, and man, I'm all about let the jokes fly. You just gotta get the beaver jokes out. <laughs> hey, just, I eat gonna... beaver all day. I, I'm about to eat it tonight, Stop bro. It. <laughs> but um, seriously, in all seriously, honesty, in all honesty, beaver meat, the animal is amazing. It's it's uh, amazing. And we let's get about past that. the beaver meat, the fur for gloves. Holy smokes, man! I've seen some beaver gloves that can withstand some cold cold temps in wyoming you can get That'd pretty cold the, the beaver pelt there's a reason that they're they're worth them well the prices mm-hmm. are down a lot yeah. now but um they're worth something for a reason i mean that that was like one of the main that's america things to right make there. money back in the day and yeah in canada and north america like that the fur trade was that was, that was, that was like the main way to make money Speaking of food, yeah, we got lasagna. Up. We're gonna, gonna wrap this I'm gonna up. I'm gonna finish up dinner while you guys wrap All up. All right, thank, that's very. This is Cassie out. Bye. <laughs> Bye, baby. Cassie, yeah, get in there. Get in there. Kitchen. Do Check your out her, uh, her Instagram. <laughs> Um, it's uh, Cassie Sweet Treats on Instagram. She got all the sweet shit. Cassie Sweet. She cooks. She Insta- makes. Is bakes. there like underscores or anything in there? Is there underscores, babe? No, no Just but it's all, all the Cassie same. Sweets. Cassie Sweet Treats. Sweet Treats. Cassie Sweet Treats there with a is. K. With a K. That's her. But um, she's the best. She's she's uh, the one who motivated me the most to, to start getting this done and um, to, like, really do it. Because at first I was just going to do it and film it and um, just throw it on YouTube. Sure. But she was like, you know, make it bigger. Do something. Change some lives. And and here we are. Here well, we are. As, whatever I can do to help you out in that endeavor, I've, I will – I will do that. But that's the thing is Campfire Revolution is not about helping Campfire Revolution out. Campfire Revolution is simply like, hey, I'm going to go visit this guy in Minnesota. His fucking full scale outdoors. 
we're going to go fish some fucking Wale and whatever. Wale. <laughs> They're not Italian, bro. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Call me a Wale. Wale. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> walleye. 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 Catching walleye. We're going to go out there and catch some beaver. I want to get everybody else off the board. We'll catch some beers. Catch some beers. <laughs> what kind of beers you got out there? We got bro? all sorts of beers, bro. Micro, I hope. All um, sorts of micros. So it's it's honestly, like I was saying before, is I'm not some some Randy Newberg, some Steve Stephen uh, Vernella, who knows how to hunt, who's been hunting his whole life. I'm a guy who doesn't know. Anything. But I think this is really appealing, though. You you always say that, and you kind of put and you dismiss yourself. And I don't want you to dismiss yourself because I think it's actually quite brave for you to put yourself out there as somebody who is learning. Like you you're you're admitting, like I love this hunting thing. I'm all in. I want to know everything about it. I don't really know what I'm doing yet, and I'm I'm meeting people, and 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 you're learning. And then you want to share that experience with you, and hopefully that brings more people with you. So I don't, I don't, don't sell yourself short. Like what you're doing, it's pretty brave. There's a lot of people that I mean, you're not, you're like the opposite of the internet sportsman as far as you're not posing with this thing that you got and making a story that isn't true. You're not like, look at me, I'm a badass hunter i got this yeah where you got the oh you know it was no big deal just went out to wyoming you know make up yeah. some bullshit I'm story like yeah i went to wyoming and i fucking hiked in i didn't know shit i didn't know I, shit somehow i ended up with this animal <laughs> somehow you know i got this like no, i don't know I, think, how I got that fucking antelope at I 80 yards cool, dude. i think there's gonna be people that are gonna i think that's i mean that's something if not even knowing you if i stumbled upon that on youtube or on on tv or whatever i'd I would watch that. I'd be like, this is cool, man. This guy is like, he's figuring it out. It's that passion. People are going to be drawn to that passion. And it's the passion that keeps and me. And people, people share that passion. That's that commonality that we've been going back to through this whole this whole episode is that's what people are going to be drawn to. And just like the camel, they're going to see you. That's going to be the commonality. Right. And I don't have they can things, get not that they're heart. not going to see that you're a black guy, but they're going to look past that you're going to. That part's not going to matter. And that's hopefully where we can get to as a society where we can find that commonality, that bullshit stuff that you just yeah. happen to have more melanin in your skin than I well, have, whatever. Now it's, it's different. And I'm just better at getting vitamin D than you are. And you're whatever. just better at catching fish than I am. Well, that's true, too. Um, no, but you'll now get it's, there. Even, it's different because <laughs> I can't even – like the race card is starting to erase, and I'm starting to see the Democrat-Republican card. I'm starting to see like yeah. – for example – I'll be on a post and I'll say something that's maybe a little bit, you know, anti-Republican. And the first question that the other people have is, I'm a, I'm assuming you're a Democrat. You must be a Democrat. Yep. That, like I said earlier, they want to put you into a category so they don't have to hear what you have to say. They can go, you believe X, 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 X. And then X. when I say no, it blows their minds. Yeah. They don't have a fucking clue what to do. No, I'm a, I'm an environmentalist. That's what I consider myself. I don't care about nothing a hunter, else. A hunter-vationist. I don't know who came up with that term, but I like Hunter-vationist. That. Exactly. That's yeah. me. I just want to be able to do what the fuck I want to do, which is hunt and fish and trap. If I can get those, I'm happy. Tax? Give me tax. Those things. And I know people have, have, have heard it a zillion times. 
But if it wasn't for hunters, it wasn't for anglers, it wasn't for trappers, we wouldn't have the public land system that we have. We oh, wouldn't have the wildlife that we have. All we just these don't. vegans we taking don't. pictures. And I will add, anybody, I mean, most people listening to this, probably every single person listening to us is not going to be an anti-gun uh, person. But here's something you can pass. When you have a debate with somebody that that is anti-gun, um, Go, same thing. Don't poke them in the chest. Don't call them an idiot. Don't call them a retard. Don't call them a a, a democrat or libtard or whatever. That's not gonna get. You're not gonna get them that way. Have a rational conversation with them, but bring this up: the Robertson Pittman Act, which the sale of ammunition. There's a a tax on the sale of ammunition that goes into purchasing land for public use. N- more more so like all hunting stuff really but it's mostly it was designed around ammunition sales and it was a voluntary tax they went and they're like hey we're thinking of doing this and everybody's like yep let's do it i mean how often do you have somebody volunteering for a tax not very often but they knew they were going to benefit from it it's going to bring more wildlife back and not just the game thing that's the other thing you gotta you gotta try to explain to people that are that don't maybe they don't understand hunting they you know and they definitely aren't fans of guns it's like that robin you like to see in your yard the blue jay at your feeder the chickadee the eagles the hawks to the deer to everything benefits from this habitat that gets bought and set aside and it's not up for development this comes from the sale of ammunition mm-hmm. taxes on, on bullets even if they are else. fired out of the evil black ar that money is creating wildlife. I know it's really hard for a lot of people to wrap their mind around it that actually killing animals is good for it. You're going to, you put value to them, you put value on the land. Everything benefits from that. And when you have Everything large benefits. chunks of land set aside, you're going to have cleaner water, you're going to have cleaner air. It's just a good thing so just keep that in mind but we do yeah she's eating now and i'm hungry we gotta wrap this up we'll continue this in a month we'll do a we'll do another one when you come up and visit we'll share your experiences for that um so just give everybody one last thing campfire evolution where can they find you man you can find me at campfire evolution on facebook or you can find me at buck the black hunter on instagram um there's a underscore between uh it's buck underscore the or da underscore black underscore hunter um at instagram so you can check me out or you can check me out at campfire evolution on facebook yeah i'll post i'll we'll share stuff i'll post a link on the full scale outdoors podcast and if uh if you're not already obviously if you're not already following full scale outdoors on uh social media please do that it's on facebook like share and follow and it is full scale underscore outdoors on instagram uh yeah, that's Man, it. Yeah. Let's I'm go Bucky eat Black some Hunter. lasagna. This campfire revolution. This is Dale, the White Hunter. We're making <laughs> shit happen, Captain. <laughs> the White Hunter. Let's that's go awesome. sing some karaoke. Let's do it. I'm gonna sing. Okay, bye. Hey, everybody! Huge thanks to everybody who has taken the time to uh, download and subscribe to the Full Scale Outdoors podcast to rate us, to review us. Um, You're doing great things, and we are growing every day, and I really appreciate it. Another way we're growing is we have joined the Waypoint Outdoor Collective. 
So what that means is people can now find us and listen to us on the Waypoint app on your Apple TV, on Roku, Amazon Fire Stick, smart TVs, uh, hell, even gaming systems. So um, if you haven't downloaded the Waypoint app, do it now. You're going to thank me. It has over 2,500 of the best hunting and fishing shows and short films out there. This is one of the best apps you're going to find. Um, so I just would like to say thank you again for those that have already subscribed. Let's share it. Let's keep this thing going. And uh, I am proud to say that the Full Scale Outdoors podcast is now part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective. So thank you very much. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.